Listen to this. I love it when God, whenever God wants to reset you, if, if, whenever he wants to refocus you, whenever he wants to do something new in your life, he always has to bring you back. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for bringing me back. And in many times, we can get caught up even in a greater conference. We can get caught up in great encounters. We can get caught up in just, or we can get even get caught up in the negative things or, or the past testimonies, the hurt, the pain. But I love it how God always has a way of bringing us back to the door. And there's always an open door in God. His name is Jesus, if you didn't know. Matter of fact, Jesus said, I am the door. If anybody wants to come into the kingdom, anybody wants to come to the Father, he first has to go through me. I want to tell you today that God is bringing some of us back to the door. God is bringing us back to himself. God is bringing us back to the place of intimacy where we begin to press into him, where we begin to cry out to him, and that we begin to say, Lord, I want to see a fresh move in my family. I want to see a fresh move in my life. I want to see you do something that I've never seen you do before. But before God can do any of that, he has to bring you back. He has to get your heart back. And I'm married. I I love my wife. I love my kids. But my heart first belongs to the Lord. And the first voice that I need to listen to is the voice of Jesus. And guess what? When that voice is in the right place, everything else flows the right way. Somebody say praise the Lord to that. And so I hear the Lord saying today, I'm bringing you back to the door. I'm bringing you back to the entry place. I'm bringing you back to the threshold where the water flows out. And there was water, the Bible says, flowing from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. Now listen to this. Whenever there is water flowing, the question will always for me would be, where is the leak? Where's the leak if there's water flowing from underneath this throne? When I was reading, I said, well, I know many times if you read this literally, you say, well, there had to be a leak. And this wasn't any kind of, uh, this wasn't a rushing water that was flowing out from underneath the temple. But in matter of fact, just to let you know, in Jerusalem, there is no water. They have one of the best irrigation systems in the world because they have to get the water to them. And so here you see that he's in a vision of something and, and you act, and I ask my question, what, where's the leak? Where's the leak? Where's the leak? I'll be looking for the pipe burst, but I want to tell you that God doesn't have leaky faucets. Listen to me. God is not broken. Somebody needs to hear that today because you're seeing things in your own eyes from your own perspective and you think that something is broken but God is saying I got you right where I want you you're right at the threshold you're right at the entry point of what God wants to do come on somebody you felt the weight of that I hope you do because you need to know today that God is not broken that God in himself is perfect that God in himself he knows what he's doing that God in himself is fixed that God in himself is sustaining that God in himself he's God somebody somebody some grandma used to say that God is God all by himself and he don't need nobody else why don't you look at your neighbor and just say I thank God that you ain't God (laughs) somebody said that look at somebody else and that's a revelation because we give too many people access into our life and they ain't God 
We give too many situations, Lord, over our life, but it's not God because my God is not broken. And just because you might be walking through a situation where it may look like things are broken, I want to tell you that there's a higher court, that there's a higher water system. I love how you guys are so contemplative. <laughs> Listen, all right, I got to keep on going because I'm thinking about you guys. I'm like, they just can't stand there. Just stay in the flow. No leaky faucets. No leaky faucets. Okay, anyway. Anytime you guys want to sing or something, I'll just stop preaching and you guys can start singing. Just, we're, just, we're, just, we're just flowing. This is fun. Somebody say, this is fun. So... God doesn't have leaky faucets, but guess what? Sometimes we do. Hello? Hello? Ecclesiastes 10.18 says, Because of laziness, the roof caves in, and because of negligent hands, the house leaks. So sometimes, because of situations, we can begin to leak. And that's why we need to sing songs like, Fill me up, God, fill me up, God, overflow, and all that stuff. Even Paul says, don't be drunk with wine, but be what? Filled with the Spirit. Why would he tell you to be filled with the Spirit if you already already have the Spirit? Because many times we're leaking. And sometimes we're not just leaking in a bad way. Sometimes we're giving out. Sometimes we're pouring out. Sometimes we're overused. Have you ever overused the faucet? And then the filter starts to break, right? And then what happens? It starts to leak. It's not leaking necessarily because uh, you did something bad, but sometimes it's just leaking because it's been used over and over and over again. And it needs an adjustment. Somebody say, I need an adjustment. Now, listen, I'm trying to help you. I'm not a plumber, but I'm trying to help you out here. God is fixing leaky faucets, but it starts with realizing that he is not broken his promises over your life are not broken there's nothing that you can do that can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus God is for you and not against you matter of fact it's because of his love that we are more than overcomers somebody say I'm more than an overcomer now you got to catch this just reach up and say I'm catching it pastor I'm reaching I'm catching it I'm take what's for you take what's for you somebody's still at the beginning when I said God's going to bring you back that's okay if you don't hear nothing else I say just take it take what's for you glory to God so listen to this Justin let her play them drums just hold on Justin so these are supernatural waters because there's no pipe burst in heaven these are creative waters that the Lord wants to release over us. Our creative team, actually, my wife and many of the creative team, they're actually gone on a retreat right now. And I believe it's prophetic because God is pouring into the creativity of our church. And I, I believe that our creativity and, and what God has for our region is about to go to another level. But there are no pipe bursts in heaven. These are supernatural waters that Ezekiel began to see that were bubbling up. It wasn't a mighty rushing water at the moment, but he began to see the beginning of these supernatural waters. These waters were waters of healing. These waters were waters of provision. I believe that these waters represent also the gospel of Jesus Christ that was going to go out. I know there's many things, many interpretations, the millennial reign, etc., etc., but really what, it, what, what you can really see if you study it out is the gospel of of the Lord Jesus Christ being preached throughout and it starts off it started off like a bubble it started with 120 in the upper room but man when this river began to flow it became a river that you could not swim in now I believe that 
that these waters are supernatural. And how many need supernatural waters in your life this morning? Just go ahead. It means you can't do it in your own strength. We were singing that. Some of you have been trying to make your own pools and swim in them. Some of you have been trying to do things in your own strength instead of letting the Lord measure out the lines for you. Because I want to tell you, when we do it God's way, it's the best way. Can somebody just help me say that God's way is the best way? I don't believe y'all. God's way is the best way. Come on, God's way is the best way. Matter of fact, there is no other way except for God's way. Okay, that's advanced class. Okay. Now listen to this. I believe that we are at this threshold that Ezekiel was at where he began to see. He began to see this water. And he had to come to the conclusion that God is not broken. The water is flowing from out of the temple. And so now there must be something supernatural about this water. There must be something that I'm not seeing yet about this water. And let me just say this, the threshold, and I said this last week, but the threshold is the magnitude or intensity that must be exceeded for a certain reaction, a certain phenomenon, a result or condition to occur or to be manifested. And maybe you're experiencing a level of intensity. Is anybody feeling a level of intensity, especially this week? Have you felt like a level? I know people have called me up. Some people got pneumonia this week. I mean, some people called me up and said, you know, my all my kids are sick. Some people called me up and said, you know, this went. I mean, just levels of it. I've had a series of dreams this week and just levels of intensity have been poured out. And maybe you're experiencing the intensity of the battle anxiety, sickness, depression. But I want to tell you what others are calling a breaking point. I want to tell you that this is your time to break out. This is the perfect time for the waters to begin to break out. At your breaking point, at the threshold, is where the greatest victories are won. Y'all ain't hearing me. That's where the supernatural waters begin to flow at the threshold at the place of intensity, at the place where it seems like it all is lost, at the place where it seems like you have the most pressure, that is the place that God wants to show you his supernatural waters. The the waters are going to flow at the threshold. And that's where we find wisdom is at the threshold because the supernatural waters are flowing there. So there's wisdom for you. There is Let me say it like this. In Psalms 127, verse 5, it says that the enemy is at the gate. So we know that we at the threshold is where we face our enemy. You can't run from your enemies anymore. Uh, Can you can I just tell you that you won't be able to run from your enemies anymore. And I, I there was a prophetic word given by one of our pastors, Michelle, and she said, Jesus is in your face. And as I began to, I've been praying through that word uh, the last couple of weeks. And I realized that what it seems to me is like the enemy is right in my face. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? And so I said, but God, you said Jesus is right. And, and then God said, yes, Malik, Jesus is in, in, in your face because the enemy is in your face. And you have a choice on what you're going to face. And if you face him, you will be able to face your enemy. I don't think you heard me. If you face Jesus face to face in his glory, in his presence, spending time with him in his face, even in the midst of the intensity, even in the midst of the battle, God is bringing us back to the door. He is the door in the face of Jesus. 
we gain encouragement. In the face of Jesus, we gain strength because he is the express image of the invisible God. And if you would look in the face of Jesus right now, just close your eyes. I don't know what he'll show you. Maybe he'll show you his eyes. Maybe he'll show you his nose. I'm telling you, every part of Jesus is supernatural. Every part of Jesus' face is glorious. And if you would get a vision of his face, he will give you a vision of you facing your enemy and being victorious. Get a vision of the face of Jesus, the fiery eyes, the hair like wool. Get a revelation of who Jesus is. Because, beloved, we're at the threshold. And in Psalms 127, 5, it says that the enemy is at the gate. But glory to God, Jesus is the door. Jesus is the door and nothing can come in. Nothing can come in that's not like him. But we got to go and we have to be a people that are going to face the enemy. Face your discouragement. Face the disappointment. Face it. Don't try to run away from it. And don't try to cover it up with pride. And don't try to cover it up with anger and rage. No, you need to face the things that are tormenting you. You need to face the devil. I want to get like a couple amens on that. No, Jesus is victorious. But now he says you are victorious. So we face him so that we can face whatever's coming against our life. Are you willing to face it? Many times I find that we run away from the battle with our tail tucked between our legs. And then we use cover-up makeup, you know, like anger and like lust and like whatever else it is. Because we don't want to face the enemy. But we're at the threshold today. And I want to encourage you before February is out, face it face it look at somebody say you got to face it come on look at somebody look at your husband look at your wife say you got to face it because if you don't face it lives are at stake if you don't face it your own life is at stake the enemy comes to steal to kill and to destroy but jesus said i've already come that you have may have life and have it more abundantly you got to face it i don't care if it was your fourth grade school teacher you got to face it in the spirit and you got to forgive and you got to let go and you got to be unoffended amen this is not the hour that we can be so easy offended face it face it somebody say face it face it your enemy has a face your enemy has a face I'm not talking about flesh and blood I'm talking about discouragement. I'm talking about disappointment. I'm talking about anger, rage, whatever it is, loss, maybe whatever that thing is, face it today. I know I'm staying on this a little long, but I feel, I feel some glory on it, even though it doesn't always sound so glorious. You know, my son, he, he was, um, I think Angelique might have been there. Somebody was there. And my son, um, my son slipped and hit his lip, and he started to freak out, you know, and he had a little thing on his lip that already welted up and so immediately I grabbed him I picked him up I put him on top of the counter and I didn't tell him face it don't worry <laughs> I know somebody like where are you going with this <laughs> I didn't tell him face it but I did say you're okay look at me look at me eye contact look at me look at me you're gonna be okay and I took a little thing my wife got some ice to put on his lip and I took him, I said look at this is just a little blood look at don't be afraid of this this is a little bit. It happens all. It happens all the time. Just you got. You're good. You got this. He said, "I got this, Daddy." And we let him go. 
I feel like that's what the Lord is doing today. He's picking you up. He's sitting you where he's at so you can look at him face to face, eye to eye. Look at him. Look at Jesus. If you look at him, he's saying, you got this. You know, many times we don't want to face it because we don't, we don't want ours. We don't want, we don't want to be exposed. Listen, God is not about putting you to shame. God is not about putting you to shame. Maybe you did something you weren't supposed to do. Maybe you stepped uh, 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 some boundary lines. Maybe there were some things in your life that you let come in. Listen, you got to face it. And some of the ways that you have to face it, God will put people in your life that love you, that care about you, that look you eye to eye and say, hey, what's going on? I've had a couple of those talks already this week where I've had to say, listen, we got to face this thing. We got to walk through this thing. We can't let this thing keep on going. Am I helping anybody here today? I'm staying here because I believe that many times we're at the threshold. Many times we're at the threshold of the supernatural more times than we think. But because we see the enemy at the gate, we run away. We see the enemy at that threshold place, the place of intensity. And God is saying, no, you got to break through. You got to break through because I have deeper waters I want to bring you out into. Somebody say glory to God. You know, Psalms 31 for all my ladies. Psalms 31, 23, it says, the husband's at the gate. Glory to God. (laughs) But really what it means is that the husband's at the gate because he's sitting with the elders. It's at the place of the threshold is where we can gain the wisdom of God. It's where we gain the counsel of God. Don't give up. Don't don't back down. Don't say, God, this is too difficult. I don't know how to really walk in the purpose and the calling. I know the worship teams right now, like, I don't even know what we're doing up here. Don't give up. Don't give up. You're at the gate. We're at the threshold. And in those places, that's when we need the wisdom of God. Somebody say, I need the wisdom of God. Well, guess what? Corinthians says that Jesus has become our wisdom. He's the door. He's the entrance. He's where the threshold is. Is anybody getting this today? I hope you get because I think this is, uh, I feel like this is prophetic. Listen to this. Boaz is at the gate, ladies. Ruth chapter 4, verse 1 through T, 2. But the key with that, with Boaz, is that's a place where he began to do transactions. That's where he began to, you know, uh, get his woman. He began to do transactions at the gate. I want to tell you, it's important what you do at the gate. It's important on how you conversate with God. It's important on how you operate in wisdom at the threshold. It's important. And again, if you don't, If you don't face your threshold, if you don't face the place where it seems the most intense, you'll miss out on the greatest victory and the greatest waters that you've ever seen in your life. The greatest flow of the Spirit of God, you will miss out on it. So it's at the threshold. Somebody say, at the threshold. Some of you are there right now, and you need wisdom, and you need insight, and you need counsel. It's at the gate. It's spending time with Jesus. It's not that difficult. But sometimes because of the disappointments of life, it pushes us away from the threshold. It pushes us away from the places where God says intensify your intimacy. Intensify your prayer life. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to out-strategize the enemy. Fall deeply in love with Jesus. Fall deeply in love at the threshold. transactions are made at the threshold. I'm going to end with this. Listen, John 7, verse 37, 30, 39, 30, I don't know where that came from. 
Build my life Come on, can we just lift up our hands? That was a little segment. I just feel like we just need to just kind of take a breath. That's a little, just a little segment of information. Let it just be translated to your heart right now, whatever that means to you. Coming back to the door, coming back to the threshold, not running from the intensity. Whatever that translates to your heart right now, in Jesus' name, just, just take it. Just take it in this moment. God is speaking to many of you right now all over this place. Just receive it. Just receive it. Whatever he has for you in, this, in that little bit of uh, talk, just receive it. Receive it. If you receive it, say, I receive. I receive it. I receive it. Come on. Just take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. There's more. Just more. Let him just deal with your heart right now. Thank you, Lord. Oh, da, 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 ma, 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. John 7, 37 says this. Then on the most important days of the feast, the last day, Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds. Notice the door is standing up now and he's shouting to the crowds and he says, are you thirsty? Come to me. Come to me and drink. Isn't that interesting? He's the door and he's staying and he's saying, come, come to me. Come to the threshold. Come to the entryway and drink because there's water flowing out from me. He says, all you thirsty ones, come to me. Come to me and drink. Believe in me. Is any believers in the house today? Is any believers in the house today? He said, believe in me so that the rivers of living water will burst out from within you. So now he's saying, listen, if you would come to me and drink from me and believe in me, the very waters that you are thirsty for would start to come out of you that you will become bursting with the rivers of life last night i had a vision and i saw a certain person i saw them bursting with joy they were pregnant with joy it was bursting all over the place what would happen if you came into your house bursting with life instead of bursting with judgment and complaining and bickering and strife what would happen if you came into your place of employment or maybe you're an employer and came bursting full of wisdom full of revelation full of all oh, the glory of God Jesus is saying here 
I don't want these lim- these waters to be limited just to me. Because I'm a gracious God. I'm a good God. And I want you to begin to steward this water. I want you to become the bucket or the pail or I want you to become the spring. I want you to become the river. Can you be the river of God? Can you be the place where the blessings of the Lord flow through and out of? Can you be the place where something is bursting out from? It's so good. Jesus said, come and drink. Some of you need to take a drink this morning. It's not a natural drink. It's a supernatural drink. And when we drink from him, when we drink from him, we begin to believe. We begin to believe. That's why it's important. The Lord reminded me this week, devotion. Don't find time for God. Make time for him. There's so many good devotionals, you version. Open up the word and say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. We're starting small groups in two weeks or the beginning of March. Get in a small group. Get in the word. There's so many amazing small groups that are going to be taking place. Drink, learn, position yourself to drink from him so that you'll be so full that you'll be overflowing and bursting out. Believe in me so that the rivers of living water will burst from within you, flowing from your innermost being. It's an inside job. It's an inside out job. You got to be filled to flow. You got to be filled to flow. That's what I tell the worship team. If you want to flow in a new song, you want to flow, you got to be filled. You can't, you can't just come and sing a song if you're not filled. You can sing a song like Kawani said. You can, we could just be at home watching it on YouTube. But if you want to flow, you got to be filled. Somebody say, fill me up, Lord. How many want to flow? How many want to flow with God? How many want to flow in signs and wonders? How many want to flow in the supernatural? How many want to flow in the things that God has for you? Well, you got to be filled. Somebody say, fill me, Lord. Come on, fill me, Lord. Come on, this is an interactive message today. Come on, fill me, Lord. Fill me, fill me, fill me, Lord. Oh, I'm drinking from you today. I'm drinking. I'm drinking from your presence. I'm drinking from your goodness. Come on, let's interact with him. Let's interact with Jesus today. Thank you for listening to the Relentless DC podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. For more information about Relentless DC, go to www.relentlessdc.com or facebook.com forward slash relentlessdc.